Hi, I'm Lydia. And I'm Sonika. And welcome to Pop Rocks and Tea, a podcast about all things pop culture. And all the tea that comes with it. And it's finally February, so happy Black History Month and happy Love Month to all those celebrating. Yes, and what better way for two single girls to celebrate Love Month than with a Valentine's Day special? That's exactly right. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about rom-coms, celebrity couples, and more. But first, we have to kick this episode off with a quick roundup of all the pop culture news that you might have missed. So, I mean, I think the absolute number one piece of news that we have to start with is Rihanna and Aesop Rocky almost broke the internet with their baby announcement. No joke. I think like everybody that I follow on Instagram reposted the photo of them together and I can't blame them because they're so cute. (laughs) I was one of those people and I mean, I was like, I know that no one cares and this is not related to my life, but this is like the queen having a baby. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I had to repost it. On some not-so-happy couple news, Kim and Kanye's divorce has gotten a little bit more complicated thanks to some drama on TikTok. Yes, so Kim and their daughter North share a TikTok account, but it seems like Kanye wasn't too happy about that, so he wrote a long WhatsApp message and posted it on Instagram, and the post starts out, and I quote, Since this is my first divorce, I need to know what I should do about my daughter being put on TikTok against my will, question mark? I mean, first (laughs) of all, a notes app screenshot, always messy. Second, why did he feel the need to point out that this was his first divorce? Like, is he planning for more? Is he trying to, like, get back at Kim because she's had multiple divorces, possibly? I think that's what most of the speculation might be. Okay, okay. Still still a very strange thing to say regardless. For sure. And Kanye's been up to a lot recently, so we're going to do a deep dive about all of that mess in our next episode, and that will include Kim's response, so stay tuned for that. Yes, definitely stay tuned. Regardless, I mean, Kim's killing it right now because now she's the new face of Balenciaga and like all of the looks that she's done for that campaign are absolutely stunning. Yeah, absolutely. She's killing it. And speaking of the Kardashian-Jenner family, Kylie Jenner has had her second child with Travis Scott on February 2nd. Huge congrats to them. Also, February 2nd is my happy birthday, so that was pretty cool. (laughs) Also like to note how wild it is that the two kids, their birthdays are like literally a day apart from each other. Yeah, it's so wild. (laughs) And like in my mind, I'm like, I feel like she somehow planned this for some reason that we won't realize till like years down the road. Right, that's like very close planning. Like <laughs> <laughs> but in some other non-Kardashian related news, some music news. Mitski's new album Laurel Hell came out and it's making me feel things. I think it's a really powerful album and she's she's really good at what she does, the mellow 80s-esque pop funky music genre that she's sort of made for herself. It works great. She's killing it. Yeah, like I've listened to some of the songs so far. Her single Stay Soft actually really stood out to me. I think that's the best way to describe it. It's like mellow 80s-esque pop. Mm -hmm. But it's actually really nice to listen to and she has a great voice. So go check it out if you haven't. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, in other music that I've been listening to, I also really liked Nicki Minaj's new song with Lil Baby called Do We Have a Problem. Sonica, have you heard it yet? Pull up on an op. 
do we have a problem? <laughs> it's fine. I embarrass myself for the content. But um, no, ma'am, we don't have a problem. It's it's not my like absolute fave Nicki Minaj song, but it's good. I know the barbs are here for it. I definitely didn't like it as much like the first time I heard it, but the more that I hear it, it's kind of grown on me. Yeah. Also, the music video was pretty good. And at the end of the music video, we got a snippet of her next song, which is coming out when this episode comes out. So February 11th. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out when it comes out. Oh, 100%. And Nikki confirmed on James Corden that her album is going to be dropping before this summer. So we're going to be looking out for that. So excited for that. So excited. But what's dropping a little sooner than that album is Ali Wong's third Netflix stand-up special, which Ali Wong is one of my favorite comedians. I'm so hyped for this. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. Um, It comes out on Valentine's Day. And honestly, I already know it's going to be so much better than any date at any overcrowded restaurant. (laughs) It's just going to be like a night in with the girlies. It's going to be so good. It's going to be great. So to start off our Valentine's Day special, we thought we'd talk about some of our favorite rom-coms. But to make things a little interesting, we decided to do a little ranking. So Lydia, do you want to go ahead and explain that? Yes. So we created five categories and chose one rom-com per category. Neither of us know what movies we picked for each. So we're just going to go through each category and talk about why we chose each movie. Also, each of the categories are chosen in order from like our least favorite category to our most favorite. Yes. So with that, Let's start with category number five, rom-coms that are guaranteed to make you cry. So Lydia, what do you have? So this category I kind of put as like the last category because like I don't think I, I, I don't like to cry when I watch movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really does. But if you want a really, really sappy rom-com, I highly recommend Life As We Know It. It stars Josh Duhamel and Katherine Heidel, and they play these two people that are friends with this couple, this married couple, and they have a one-year-old daughter. And this is somewhat of a spoiler, but it happens towards the beginning of the movie. The couple dies in a car accident, and the two are named as next of kin to take care of the baby. So these two single people not only have to like live together in a house, but also are now responsible for raising this child. And it's an absolutely, like, insane situation and, like, you know, all the grief really tugs at your heartstrings, but, you know, the two eventually fall for each other and it's really wholesome and it definitely will make you cry. Yeah, I feel like that's, if there's one thing that movie's going to do, I feel like it's just going to make sure that you're feeling all the sad feels. Oh, yeah. So what'd you pick, Sonica? Okay, so this, like, it doesn't really make me cry but it like makes me feel despondent about dating. And that is, he's just not that into you. Oh, good one. I honestly don't know why it's so popular because I'm like, I could, that's just my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't need to watch a movie where like gorgeous, like actresses are getting like rejected, cheated on, played. Yeah. Right. Like, I can can just watch myself, you know? You can just live life. It's just, like, such a terrible reminder of how hard it is to be 
in a relationship and to trust people, particularly men. It'd be hard out here in these streets. I like recently rewatched it with my mom. I had forgotten what it was about. And I was like, I remember watching this. I don't remember if it was good. And my mom and I, like, halfway through, we were like, why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to make you feel sad. Yeah, for sure. So then moving on to category four, we have the funny rom-coms. So, Sonica, what do you have for this one? This is a little bit of a, you know, cliche answer, but I have to say crazy stupid love. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I didn't even think of that one. Every single time that like climax scene where everybody comes together and finds out that everyone's texting each other it has this <laughs> interconnected mess, I lose it. I actually lose it. You stay away from my daughter. I don't even know you. <laughs> Kills me. It's so good. And I mean, like, the cast is amazing. The cast is stacked. We got Emma Stone, we got Steve Carell, Julianne Moore. Not going to complain about watching Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Uh, just great. Great film. It's great. What about you? So for this one, I picked a movie that is kind of like, I would consider it one of my like family movies, like a movie that like my family would watch all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's The Wedding Singer. I think it's probably one of Adam Sandler's, if not the best Adam Sandler movie ever made. Oh, okay. It's the story of a wedding singer played by Adam Sandler, and he gets left at the altar by his fiance, but then he meets this waitress played by Drew Barrymore, and they end up kind of like falling in love with each other and like becoming really good friends as he helps her plan her wedding. And oh my God, there's just so many good moments in this movie. I think my favorite moment is when, so he writes this song about his ex-fiance, and he wrote half of the song when they were together and the other half when they were not. So the first half of the song is like, I can't believe I found a love that's so pure and true. And then the other half is him like screaming, Oh, somebody kill me, please! Somebody kill me, please! Oh, Just such, a, such an iconic song. That sounds really good. Go watch it. You're missing out if you haven't seen it. All right. All right. Category three, the cheesiest rom-coms. The movies that are so bad that they're actually good. So what do you have? So I was like really having a hard time trying to pick like a cheesy movie. And then I remembered this movie that I rewatched not too long ago. I rewatched it with our friend Andrew, and he was like, this is like the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. And the movie was The Princess Bride. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I mean, the title alone, like you go into it thinking like, oh, this is going to be like, yeah, dumb and cheesy. And it is. It's like complete 80s cheese. But it's so fun. It's such a fun little adventure. Good love story. Adorable characters. And... It just has one of the most iconic lines in cinema of all time. Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. What more do you need? What more do you need? All right, what's your pick for this one? This is a real throwback, but not as much of a throwback as yours. So I picked another Cinderella story. Oh, that's a good one. The one with Selena Gomez. Oh my God. <laughs> 
you right. That is cheesy. It's so good. I honestly liked it a lot more than the first uh, Cinderella story. Really? Yeah. That's an unpopular opinion. I know. I know. I was a fan of like the dancing and I don't know. I was like, I liked Selena Gomez, I think at that time. But that song, tell me, tell me, tell me. It lives rent free in my mind. So (laughs) yeah. And I mean, of course, it's literally Cinderella. So you can't get much cheesier than that. I didn't think about any of the Cinderella stories. So great choice. Thank you. Thank you. So getting closer to the end with category two, the underrated rom-coms. Uh, the rom-coms that don't get as much love as we think that they should. So, Sonica, what'd you pick for this one? Okay, this might be a little bit biased because um, I am a huge Harry Potter fan and I am compelled to stan anything that the Harry Potter people do besides J.K. Rowling. We don't talk about her, no. you know. So there's this movie. It's called What If, but like, in some countries, it's also called the F word. Wait, I've heard of this one. I don't know what like the F word is. Like, it's very random. It has Daniel Radcliffe, um, which is really the selling point for me. And it is so cute. It's like, you know, the actress. Is it the actress in The Big Sick? Yes, it's the same actress as The Big Sick. Okay, that's what I thought. And she has... Um, She has a boyfriend, you know, Daniel Radcliffe likes her. It's all very, like, natural, whatever. They get together. You know, your typical rom-com storyline. But there's just something very, like, natural and, like, believable in both of their acting. And, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's just, like, got, like, little quirks. It's very cute. My high school boyfriend got me a birthday present that was inspired by that movie. It was a bad present. He should have picked something else. What was the present? I don't know if this is like a spoiler, but there's like this sandwich, this like Elvis sandwich that like, (laughs) the the sandwich that like Elvis ate when he like died or something. I don't know. That was like- The like banana and peanut butter sandwiches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the banana peanut butter. I think there's like bacon in it. Like, ew. (laughs) It's like kind of gross. Yeah. So he got me that and I was like, thank you. I don't want to eat this. Oh God. (laughs) But I appreciate the effort. He tried. <laughs> he tried. Points for effort. Points for effort. Thankfully, it does not take away from how good this movie is. So that's that's my underrated pick. Okay. A solid pick. I've, I'd heard of the movie, but I'd never seen it before. So maybe I will check it out. My underrated pick is music and lyrics. So... <gasps> Have you seen this before? So I was, oh my gosh. I was literally just thinking of that movie. (laughs) No way. Oh my gosh. I swear. I swear. Same wavelength. If you haven't seen it, it stars Hugh Grant and he is this like former 80s pop star um, who has to write this song for this terrible, terrible like new age pop star who like her whole brand is super racist, but... (laughs) Again, this is a movie made in like 2007. That's, that's, an, yeah, that's another So they thought that it, it was yeah. okay. And then Drew Barrymore comes into the picture and like her character like comes into like water his plants for some reason. I don't know why. Her character is like Drew Barrymore playing Drew Barrymore. Yeah, no, exactly. But anyway, they end up 
hanging out together for a couple days and they write this song and it ends up being a really good song and they perform it at the end and it's adorable. My favorite song in the movie though is the one from the beginning, the like Pop Goes My Heart song. Same. <laughs> A bop. So catchy. A bop. So catchy. Like, you listen to it once, it will be stuck in your head. It needs to be more popular so that other people can understand what we mean. Yes, for sure. So our final category. Final category. The classics. So the classic rom-com, that's the one that we just keep coming back to time and time again. There's so many to pick from, but Lydia, what is your favorite classic rom-com? So this was really hard because like classic is such like, you know, there's a lot of like movies that could be considered classic rom-coms. So you have like your notebooks and like your walk to remembers and stuff. But I feel like those also are like super sappy and like long and like deep. And I'm like, those aren't the classics that I like go back to. We as a society need to move on from the notebook. Right. No, we do. There's so much better romantic comedies out there than the notebook. We could, we can do better. Yeah. I ended up going with a more of like a teen rom-com because uh, just those are the ones that I gravitate towards. And the more that I watch this movie, the more I love it. And it's 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, that's such a good one. Okay. What a great cast also, like with the late, great Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gabrielle Union's also in it. Yeah. And it's Shakespeare, but set in a 90s high school. Like – what more could you want? It's so fun. Oh, yeah. Also, the scene when he gets the marching band to play Can't Take My Eyes Off of You for Her gets me I mean... every time. <laughs> I love you, That's what a rom-com needs to deliver, and that one delivers. It does. It really does. Just all the wholesome vibes. So what was your pick for the classic rom-com? Okay. As... An Indian person, a citizen of India. I feel like I would be doing the entire country a bit of an injustice if I did not mention Bollywood because no one's doing rom-coms or romance in general the way Bollywood is. So there are some classics, you know, the usual cliche type classic Bollywood movies that I could pick. But my favorite all-time favorite is this movie called Om Shanti Om. Oh my god. I had a feeling you were going to pick this one. <laughs> it is the best. You guys can fight me if you're like the freaking Kalhonaho, you know, gang, but mm-mm. it's got amazing bops. It's got Shah Rukh Khan. It's got an incredible storyline. Literally, it's about love that like stays throughout different lifetimes like what more could you want it's it's amazing it's amazing no it's it's super fun and yeah Bollywood really delivers on its musical numbers so if you love a good musical number go check it out you have to check it out so basically it's about how this regular schmegular guy who like wants to be an actor is in love with like the country's top actress ever So he keeps trying to get like these little roles to like get her attention. Like he'll be like an extra in a movie. And there's one scene in the beginning when part of her outfit, her scarf gets caught in his arm and like his like 
bracelet. And, you know, the music starts, everything turns to slow motion. It's so cheesy, but like, it's so good. It's so, it's, you feel it. Classic, if you will. Classic, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, there you have it. That is our rom-com ranking. Let us know on our Instagram if you like our picks or if there's a rom-com that you love that we didn't mention because we're always looking for new movies to watch. Definitely, definitely. But Lydia, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I love me a good rom-com, but... <laughs> As I grow older. Oh my God. <laughs> um, well, I'm realizing I kind of have like a fear of commitment, particularly when it comes to committing to watching a movie. Because in my mind, I'm like, two hours is too long. I agree. I can watch like 16 hours of a TV show, <laughs> but like choosing to like commit two hours to a movie is a lot for me I like kind of feel that though no I definitely I definitely feel that okay thank you so I know that I can't be the only one out there so I wanted to recommend a Valentine's Day ultra bingeable tv show um just you know to give our to give the people some options the show I have in mind I know all of my friends listening you're you are gonna roll your eyes when you hear about this, but this is an act of service, I promise you. If you want a deeply moving, soul-crushing, will-melt-your-heart-of-ice type of romance with a side of action, suspense, comedy, and drama, you need to watch the Korean drama Crash Landing on You. I don't care if you don't like watch like reading subtitles, like you need to watch this. Yes. Okay. You've definitely mentioned this before, but what is it about? Really quickly, without giving away too much information, it's about this like South Korean boss ass fashion mogul, incredible woman who ends up in North Korea after a paragliding accident. And she meets like the hottest, most charming soldier of the North Korean army. And Oh my god, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. What? Very, a plot. very much so not what you would expect. Um, and I mean, obviously, you can't just like have your normal everyday rom com go down in North Korea. So you've got culture, you've got international affairs, you've got like, you know, all these soldiers trying to protect her, trying to get her back into South Korea. You've got like corruption shown like north korean corruption shown it's just oh my god wow there's so many storylines in the story it's so good honestly sounds like it could be used for international conflict (laughs) resolution (laughs) i i honestly think so too i i agree (laughs) where is it available how can i watch it is on netflix it came out um end of 2019 early 2020 but it is okay it is not old. It is timeless. I'm determined to find it. Okay. Noted. Also, while we're giving recommendations, I read a lot of romance novels. And for those of you who don't want something for the screen, I thought I would recommend a romance novel for you. My recommendation is Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. I think that's how it's pronounced. It is this wholesome love story between a British prince and the son of the president of the United States. 
but they go through a lot of ups and downs and they can't be together because they're two countries apart and nobody knows that they're queer and they're constantly in the public eye. But you really root for them because they have the chemistry. They have the ba'a, if you will. Um, <laughs> it's so good. I just think like eventually it needs to be made into a TV series. The characters are just that fun and the story is that fun to follow. But highly recommend if you're looking for a good read a good romance novel there you go that sounds really good yeah but in other recommendations we've also put together some music recs for you sonica would you like to explain yes so no matter what you choose to watch we all need music to celebrate valentine's day so pop rocks and tea has launched an official spotify where you can find two special playlists curated for the cheesy cutesy valentine's day lovers and another one for the people who know that this day is nothing more than a capitalist facade absolute facts uh yeah so we each created playlists my playlist kind of lands in the latter category it's called lydia's valentine's day bops for gorgeous gorgeous girls and it's for all the single ladies like sonica and i celebrating female friendship and just like women empowerment in general it's got songs on it from Doja Cat, Beyonce, Britney Spears, Spice Girls, and a whole lot more. So go check it out. Yeah. No, so I'm usually in that boat, but I love a good love song, even if I have to think about an imaginary boyfriend while listening to it. Um, just, just to feel it, you know? True. So my playlist is called Sonica's Accidentally in Love, parentheses, Will You Be My Shrek? Inspired by everyone's favorite ogre couple, Shrek and Fiona. <laughs> what a title. I love that so much. I mean, first of all, that song, Accidentally in Love, great. So you will find that on there. You will also find almost every single song from The Divine Feminine on there because the album is just a masterpiece. Okay. And, you know, a lot of other really great cheesy, cheesy bops. I love that. We're going to put the link to our Spotify in the anchor description, uh, but you can also check it out on Spotify. It's called Pop Rocks and Tea Tunes. Uh, yeah, just check out the music. Now, to close out this episode, we've created another fun game called Ship or Sink. A game where we look at some celebrity couples and decide whether we ship them together or not. Yes. So we've each kind of compiled some notable celebrity couples and we're just going to share our thoughts. Sazanika, would you like to go first? Yes. So I have an interesting one. Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. I, I'm going to go with sync on this one. I'm just... Yeah. Like I get the Harry Styles appeal, but like... Olivia Wilde is a grown woman. Yeah. So I am on Fink, but I was like almost on ship just because they have been together for a while and it's like interesting, but I agree. She's <laughs> she's a lot older than he is. But then again, so is Priyanka Chopra. So I'm like, I, maybe age really is just a number once you hit a certain age. I mean, yeah, age gaps do be working sometimes like Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go for just sink, maybe like a hole in the lifeboat. <laughs> just a tiny, tiny hole in the <laughs> lifeboat. Yeah. 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 Okay. Next one that I have 
is Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Ship. I ship too. <laughs> ship. <laughs> is that up for debate? <laughs> so for a long time, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this because like they dated and then they broke up for like years and years and years. And then she was with A-Rod and I was like, okay, really ship her with A-Rod. But then they broke up and then they got back together. And I was like, yeah, I think because they were apart for so long, I think Ben has learned to appreciate her and her power and who she is. Definitely. He had 17 years to really reflect. So I feel like he's not gonna let go. But I, I do have to wonder if the reason that we all seem to ship them so much and are like also obsessed with Benefer, is it just because of like the nostalgia? A good, good point. Because like even with the movie that they did together back when they were together is so cringe. Mm-hmm. If you watch that movie, you'll be like, at least two. I don't get it. But nowadays I feel like, you know, they've kind of like grown into their own and like, right. I, I get it. I get it. I'm on board. It makes sense. Yeah. And something about it works. Yeah. Okay. You're next. I feel like I know what the answer is going to be, but Olivia Munn and John Mulaney. That's so hard because like he and his wife were together for so long and then he was just like ended things and they like got together and then like had a baby together. But like I think for the most part, I, I think I ship it. Interesting. I think it. You sync it. Okay, explain. I sync it because the timeline does not make sense. Like the time when he broke up with his wife and then was in rehab and then got together with Olivia Munn and then she was pregnant. Like something ain't right. There was some overlap somewhere. Oh, yeah. And no matter where the overlap is, it's extremely suspicious behavior. You know, I I had a conversation with a friend about this the other day and I was like you know he was the one that was in a relationship and or like not in a relationship was married so like it's more on him but she was like Olivia Munn is a grown woman she knew what she was doing that's also true but yeah something something's off there I have to sync it fair enough I was like full-on sync for a while and then he did his interview on Seth Meyers' show and he kind of explained how they did like know each other prior and like they had a kind of connection before which like kind of made some sense but also like yeah you're married (laughs) like you're married so I saw that interview and that interview is what made me not ship them fair enough okay but you know we'll, we'll see I mean they have a kid together now so they're gonna be in some kind of relationship we shall see what happens okay my next celebrity couple is Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott. Ooh. I'm going to go for ship. I'm going to go for ship too. Because, because like at this point, they're like the only two, like they, like, you know, couples that like you like belong together. Like you two make sense together. Like it's like you're the only two in that type of situation. Yeah. And I also feel like they're both problematic. So it's like, it like works. (laughs) Yeah. They definitely, yeah. They have their moments. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. My next one, Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum. I mean, they've been like really like private about everything. I was very much like, this is kind of weird because Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan Tatum were together for so long. Yeah. And like I really shipped them. Oh, this is hard. What do you think? I'm going to go for ship. You're going to go for ship. 
I'm going to go for Ship. It was weird at first, I agree. But something about him carrying her purse. True. I'm like, yes. True. He be a gentleman. <laughs> Have I converted you to Ship? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you've converted me. All right. All right, Lydia. Last one. Last one. I have Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. Oh, my God. <laughs> I sink this. I sink it, too. <laughs> I sink that. There's just so... How does that work? Yeah. I don't see the two of them. Like, I, in my mind, they don't exist in, like, the same areas. I don't get the appeal of Blake Shelton. He was sexiest man alive at one point, and I really questioned that choice. It was it was a, it was a rough time to be alive. Like you're telling me like you're putting men in this position like The Rock and like Paul Rudd and like Michael B. Jordan yeah. and then Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Really? That's the best you could come up with. That was the choice, especially like now when I watch him on The Voice, I'm like, he just gives like the most extreme dad energy. Oh my god, you're right. To the point where I'm just like, he's with Gwen Stefani him right okay (laughs) would have never thought had they not met on the voice true well i hope you've enjoyed sink or swim and the rest of this valentine's day special don't forget to check out our instagram at pop rocks and tea pod and our new spotify pop rocks and tea tunes if you like our playlists and want us to do more you can always let us know by leaving a comment on our Instagram or sending us a DM. Yes. And you can also comment or DM us if there's something that you want us to cover in future episodes. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get some pop rocks, drink some tea. And whether you're single or in a relationship, we hope that you have a happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Bye.